0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My name's Carrie.
1: Hi, I'm Dean.
0: Hi, Dean. How are you doing? I'm doing
1: good. Well? I don't know.
0: Uh, what is it? Superman does good? Yes. People do well? Silly. Uh, this is an episode that I don't.
1: Weird know News how 4. To, number yeah. 4. This is Weird News 4. Anthropology edition, exclamation point.
0: Weird news, loosely. No, well. I guess news doesn't have to be current.
1: Well, mine are pretty current. (laughs) Just speak for yourself, sister.
0: So, why don't you get started there, Dean?
1: I'll start us off with a trip down memory lane, and then we're going to quickly update it. So, we might remember, remember the Hobbit, that little hominid? little human-like uh, creature, not an ancestor by any stretch of the imagination, but a tiny little guy. I think what, they're like four feet tall or something like that, but they were supposedly extinct, they're, but they survived in well into the Pleistocene era until at least about 40 or even 50,000 years ago on the island of Flores in Indonesia, part of the Lesser Sumba group of islands within Indonesia, which, by the way, includes Komodo and the famous Komodo dragon. Wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. But it's a, um, it's a rugged, mountainous, heavily forested island, and these creatures lived way, way, way after anything like them was, ex- was thought to have been I mean, extinct by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. Wow. So an amazing finding. Initially, it was thought like, nah, I think these anthropologists there are reading too much into it. No, they're proven right. They've now found a total of nine different individuals of this species all dated from around the same time. Wow. So quite interesting. But did you know that this peoples, I don't know, are they people? They're not, again, these are not homo sapiens. These are a a little bit more ape-like, but still bipedal. Almost like, think of a pygmy homo erectus, maybe, if you want to imagine that.
0: Okay.
1: And you might, I don't know. But recently there has been some thoughts led by a fairly prominent and very respected, very much mainstream anthropologist who wrote a book recently, and he's thinking, I don't know that these folks aren't still with us on the island of Flores in Indonesia to this very day, modern Mm -hmm. times. So they're called the Homo floresiensis, and they... um, and a retired professor of anthropology from the University of Alberta in Canada named Gregory Forth recently wrote a book. He started, you know, he's been, he did a lot of studying in Indonesia. That was kind of his area of interest. And he had been going there since I think the 80s. And in the, among the Nage people, he'd heard these stories told of these little people that were lived up in the mountains. They were shy, they kept away. In fact, you know, pe- not the Nage people kept away from them and they kept away from the Nage people. So And he just sort of kind of stored these away, and, and they were called something like ape men, or, or something more like monkey men, because the, they don't have a word for ape, but that's kind of what they meant. A monkey-like, but otherwise, again, very much human, bipedal creature. So he came back in 2003, Gregory Forth did, and he was working with the Leo people. It's kind of the, I guess, eastern flores, I think. And he started to, again, hear these stories, very, very similar about these creatures out there in the forest, out there in the mountains that were very small, weren't human, but were darn close. Mm-hmm. They were called the Lai Hoa. Sort of, again, sort of a small ape-like, but clearly humanoid creature. So he started matching these. And then the, what he noticed is that the Leo people didn't speak of them in the past tense, they spoke of them very much in the present tense, and they even had some stories that were fairly recently. Here's, some, here's what Forth said, he said, what really interested me in the Lai Hoa is that it was small, like the figures in Nage country, but it was reckoned still to be alive. And indeed, there were a few people around. It seemed who claimed to have seen one or more. So, and he, and then when he found out about the uh, Homo flore- flore- God goddamn it, the Homo <laughs> floresiensis, uh, that he started thinking, hey, he made the connection. Those supposedly extinct. Hobbits, as again they've been colloquially called, right. could be what his the groups he was working with called the Laihoa. He said, quote, What paleoanthropologists were describing and indeed reconstructing sounded very much like what the Leo people had been describing to me the previous summer without their having any way of knowing about this paleontological discovery on the western end of the island. So he thought that independence of these stories was important. He left Flores in 2018, And I think he more or less retired, and he wrote up his book. His his book, by the way, is called Between Ape and Human, an Anthropologist on the Trail of a Hidden Hominoid. So he, he, Hmm. you know, I guess he probably saw, hey, what's going to make create more attention? The fascinating lives of tribes in Flores? Or I've discovered a new hominoid. Or, you know, this hominoid may actually still be living. Which, you know, but it it is interesting stories there behind it. It's not, this is not rock solid by any stretch, but there's some interesting stories. So he says several accounts that he thought were credible involve sightings of living specimens from people he spoke to who had these experiences back in the 1960s all the way up to 2019. He had people who said, yeah, I saw one. Quote, they stress that it resembles humans insofar as it stands upright and it walks bipedally, but it's clearly not human, and it's hairier than humans, but not super crazy, excessively hairy. He wouldn't describe it as fur. And say the face looks like what he would say an ape-like face, how they describe it. And he collected three different stories that were he thought were most compelling. And in each of these, this creature was seen by at least two people, two or more people at right. the same time. Or at least in two of the three cases, the specimen was dead, he said. So people were able to approach it and get a very close look at it, end quote.
0: But not take it back.
1: Now. I mean, again, they don't think of this like, this is an amazing discovery. This is just this creature that they've heard about and rarely encounter, but do occasionally encounter. Well, you're not going to take that down. I, that doesn't bother me at all. I don't think you'd that take the down. That doesn't bother me,
0: but it's convenient. It's very
1: convenient, but it's not, you know, it's not a, a deal breaker by any stretch. One of the cases that took place in 1972 was a group of men, of Leo men, and they were in the jungle up in the higher mountains, and one of the creatures actually came down in embankment toward the vehicle that they were in. And one of the, one of those men in that vehicle was not from the area at all. And he's like, what the hell is that? So forth took that to me. And that's interesting because he described this very much hominid, this um, hobbit creature, but he, he, his own tribe had no experience with him because he lived on part of the island where apparently they're not located. I don't know that that's also I don't know that's as rock solid as he thinks it is, because just because he didn't have any experience within the part of Flores that he'd lived doesn't mean he could have been lying and he could have heard from the other two people. Who knows? Yeah. I mean you can't you can't tell. In 2010, a group of locals found actually again the dead remains of one of the creatures, and that person described it to Forth in very, very great detail in a way that agreed very much with the Homo floresiensis—that was recently (laughs) discovered. I can't do that word. And one of one of the leos, the locals, told forth, "quote They're scared of us, and we're scared of them."
0: Huh? Why would they be scared of them?
1: Because they're they're very rarely seen. They're clearly humanoid, but not quite human. They probably have tools. I'm sure they have tools. So maybe they could be somewhat dangerous. You know, they probably have some. But they're little. They're not as well, still. I mean, pygmies do in Central Africa hold their own against normal, quote unquote, sized humans yeah. all the time. So, I don't know. I don't know if there's been friction, doesn't seem like it. Yeah, but I, that's not uncommon that something is very because they're not foreign to them, but they're very rare and kind of very strange. They're not an animal that they see yeah. on a regular basis, so they kind of stay away, they're leery. Of them. There probably has there, who knows? If this is true and they've lived on from the 50,000 years past when they thought they were, there's probably been some interaction with the growing human population. And that interaction has told both sides, Stay let's away. keep to, yeah. to each other's areas here. So I don't know. I will, oh my God, I want it so bad to be true. Hmm. you know, I'm a huge fan of cryptids. This would be uh, kind of a quasi cryptic. Yeah. Cryptids are hidden animals. Is this an animal or is this a human? It's a hominid. And we are the only, this is the only time in the human lineage history in millions and millions of years there's only been one species of hominid alive at any given time. Typically, the last time that w- w- we had two or more was Neanderthals and us, or possibly Deniso- Denisovians and us, yeah. tens of thousands of years ago. It's kind of just uh, before that, there were always multiple types of humans around and interacting, and so it's not. It's that's the norm, yeah. actually. So I'd be, be fascinated if that was true. I just wish we had more uh, contact with them without killing them, which is what we yes. probably would eventually yeah.
0: do. because we're horrible. Yeah. Well, well,
1: that's that's my story, Carrie. Isn't I'm, this
0: an interesting coincidence?
1: What? Tell me. Shall I let? <laughs> okay.
0: So do you, uh, I'm gonna let you choose. Oh, okay. Do you okay. want? My possible tiny human story oh, or my extinct animal story.
1: Mm, Let's go tiny human story to keep it on a roll. I didn't know you were
0: doing a tiny human story, so that was going to be my second story. Yeah, we don't usually
1: tell each other what we're covering on these. Uh, Hopefully this is, wow, but it's it's not on the island of Flores and involves hobbits. No. Okay, good.
0: And I have a visual aid. Whoa, okay. Look at that. (gasps)
1: That's got a funky, funky head. So Carrie is showing me a picture of a pretty small skeleton, but with the skull of this small, otherwise human-like skeleton yeah. being very elongated verti- vertically,
0: kind of cone-shaped,
1: and kind of yeah, kind of a cone shape, kind of. I'll like put it Rachel
0: on our social media. Rachel
1: when she first came out of the shoot, <laughs> and because uh, they used the vacuum thing, and um, sorry TMI, yeah. and. It looks, you know, sort of... I, I Most people look at that and say that's alien yes. kind of a creature.
0: See? Tiny human or alien. Oh, I didn't see
1: that. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's <laughs> the
0: heading there.
1: Okay. Tell me more.
0: So this was originally found, I think, by some guy just digging around in 2003 in Chile. Hmm. Chi- Chile. and And so, okay, this little body, well, it's a skeleton, really, was found in 2003, and then I don't know what happened to it. Yeah, how
1: was that not an instantaneous major story? Just the skull alone is insane.
0: Well, I think it's, you know, it's not in a very populous area, so whoever found it, I don't know what they did with it, but then um, a a man named Professor Nolan, he... uh, No first name? It's probably in here somewhere. I'm looking at my notes kind of out of order. He got a call from a friend who said he thought he might have found an alien. Okay. <laughs> so you, you notify your smart professor friend to, you know, get it and study it and try to figure out what it is. So he, Professor Nolan, started his investigation into this tiny little body, six inches.
1: Oh, my God. Is long. that small? It's They're, that small. They should have put a quarter yeah. next to it or something. I know.
0: Six inches. He got it in 2012, and it was named ATA, A T A. And that's because she was found... God,
1: where is this? The skeleton's a a she.
0: Well, they named... Yeah, it will finally be determined. But they named her Atta after the Atacama region where Mm. this skeleton was discovered in in Chile.
1: North Chile, very, very, very dry region. I think the driest area in the world, as a matter of
0: fact. Yes, it's a desert, Atacama Desert. In Chile. So initially, when it was found, I guess there were some tests done on it, and it had the bone density of like equivalent of a six-year-old
1: child. Hmm. But it's six inches. Yes. Including the skull. The
0: yeah, skull, the entire it's, thing. The six inches long. Yes. Wow. So they thought, good Lord, is this an alien? <laughs> because I, honestly. it looks like it. And it was kind of mummified. I mean, you can see by the... I mean, it's pretty well Well, preserved.
1: It looks like a skeleton. doesn't look mummified.
0: And they really didn't know how old it was. So they decided they would, you know, test it and try to figure it out. I guess the bone density question aside, you know, how old was it really? Because if it's six years old, if it was a six-year-old being, then there's no way it's human, right?
1: Yeah. I would, yeah. So. What's the smallest, the shortest human is probably at least a couple feet plus.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so.
1: I guess, but a little baby?
0: Well, it would have to,
1: that's yeah. That's going to grow up to be a 2 foot 8 inch human? That would be pretty darn small.
0: Well, then there would be something to do with the bone density of a 6 year old, right? I suppose. So they did test a little Atta, and they found out that it's not a 6 year old skeleton, bone density issue, notwithstanding but it's actually a newborn
1: Mm -hmm.
0: with multiple genetic mutations, obviously. So DNA testing showed that the age of the bones and other anomalies were probably the result of these genetic mutations. So it was extremely tiny.
1: When you say age of the bones, you mean how old the bones are or how old the child was? How old the child was. Okay. So... It was tiny, I mean,
0: even for a human baby, right? Yeah. Six inches is teeny tiny. Yeah. Then it would be a fetus. It would not have been born. Okay. And so um, it had fewer than normal ribs, 10 instead Mm. of 12, and the weird cone-shaped head. Yeah. It was found in a pouch in an abandoned nitrate mining town called La Noria. Oh, and so this is where it went and that went into a private collection in Spain, which is gross. Why do people want things like that? Uh, I don't get it. They do. So Dr. Nolan's group tested it and they, you know, found the whole, you know, all the genome and everything. And so they confirmed that it was human and that it was a female. And the, the mutations were in genes associated with dwarfism, scoliosis, and abnormalities in the muscles and skeleton.
1: Hmm. Did they figure out how old it was? Because six years, you said that, that might the density might have been misleading, right? Yeah, so they, they didn't think it was an actual fetus because
0: they said that was the the really strange thing about the skeleton was the bones had the apparent m- maturity in density and shape
1: yeah.
0: of a much older huh. human. Not a not a fetus, not a newborn, but like a six- to eight-year-old. Yeah. And, oh, Professor Nolan, first name Gary.
1: Gary Nolan, sure.
0: And sure. he is a professor of microbiology and immunology at the Stanford University School of Medicine in California. Okay,
1: I'm glad you didn't say professor of English lit, because you could have been just the only professor that dude in Chile know. And... That's
0: true. Okay. But, so, clearly he knows his stuff. Phew. So he said the, the maturation of the bones made the body look more mature despite the teeny tiny small size of it. Mm-hmm. And so it was that discrepancy that made them, you know, uh, want to really research it. And they concluded that it, it must have to do with one or more of the mutated genes, but they don't know hmm. which or how or why. It's never been seen before.
1: Hmm where was i mean i, I wondered did, did whoever produced this child was the child stillborn was it we don't know i guess right but but it was Very stored nice in some place oh
0: sorry <laughs> that's okay um is that the baby was stillborn or died immediately after birth yeah so it would have been clear when the baby was born yeah it's teeny tiny assuming i mean nowhere in this does it say that it was um carried to term cuz I, I don't think they would know.
1: Yeah, that's true. So it could have been still... Although
0: maybe they do know because skulls and stuff like that are...
1: They probably have an idea yeah. roughly how long it was in yeah. vitro.
0: Yeah. I don't know if they would word it like that, stillborn, if it... Because otherwise, if it was a fetus that was born super pre- prematurely, it would be called a miscarriage, I would yeah, think. Yeah, but you have if no not, way... They have no way yeah. knowing that, obviously. Well, they do... I, I would think they would because of like I said, certain things are not yes. fully formed on a fetus before it's.
1: Sure, but I, my guess is term. they couldn't tell between you know six months and nine months, right? I don't know. I think everything's more or less fully, relatively fully formed at six or so months because fetuses are viable around that time, right? Yeah, five and a half, six months, something like that.
0: Mm, not five. Isn't that? Now. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyway, the the ten pairs of ribs is a feature that's never been seen in humans before. Hmm. So weird, huh? So this fetus would have been not able to feed. So she, there's no way uh, okay. that she would have survived. Oh, if Atta. poor Atta. If a baby in her condition was born today, she would be in the needle, neonatal ICU, and they could probably keep it alive. I don't know how long or her. if she would actually ever be viable. Or, you know, if she would ever survive it would depend i mean obviously she would have needed way advanced medical care so because the skeleton was intact they think it probably couldn't be more than around 40 years old but another article really? that I read said why? it could be up to 500 years old. There was a reason why it couldn't be more than 500 years old, but uh, I don't remember what that reason maybe was. Maybe
1: where was found?
0: Probably the something layers, like that. what have you. Yeah.
1: I don't see why it has to be 40. That doesn't make any sense. No, uh, fairly dense bones can last quite a while, and I
0: because think. it's so small, yeah, that you know, it wouldn't be as easily scattered about. I would Do we think.
1: know where was found? Like was found in, in what seemed like a burial or something like that? Do you have any idea?
0: It just said it, no. Didn't really say. Okay, I wonder. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's a. It looks like a full skeleton, so yes. it's not something that was just you know left in the woods. or I guess the wood left in the desert because it'd be dismembered and strewn in all yeah. likelihood by scavengers. So it seems like it would have been buried.
0: Yeah, and so they're kind of hoping to be able to continue studying her bones because there's the potential to improve our understanding of the underlying basis of genetic skeletal disorders Mm -hmm. with the potential to help others. Professor Nolan says, further research into her precocious bone aging could one day benefit patients. Because maybe there's a way to accelerate bone growth in people who need it, like people who have had really bad bone breaks and stuff like that. And he said, nothing like this has ever been seen before. Hmm. And if it has been, you know, like, in the past or whatever yeah. when, you know, it's never been genetically studied before. Well,
1: and it seems like it would have been as a result of one of her genetic mutations.
0: Or a combination.
1: Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be pretty darn yep. complicated to figure out. Yeah. To retrofit. That's not the right word. <laughs> Retroengineering, you know. Yeah. Look backward and figure out which of those genetic mutations or which interaction of multiple genetic mutations yeah. caused this rapid bone densification. Yep. We'll see. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. So Carrie. Teeny
0: Titan, could you imagine finding that?
1: I, uh, I mean I could it would be I would I, 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 honestly I'd say, Oh my god, that's yeah I'm i you know, I'm yeah. ready to watch Discovery Channel because <laughs> I have turned. I'm a believer.
0: Yeah. I mean it only looks vaguely human, to be
1: honest. It does. That head is, it, yeah. is unbelievable. I thought you, I was thinking maybe you can go with something like because I didn't see it was six inches old. It did have six no, you can't inches tell. tall. You can't tell. So I thought it was gonna be one of those things where they shaped The head, except the skulls, but just in a very radical way.
0: Yeah. Honestly, if I found it, I would think it was fake. Really? Like, well, sure. Like made out of resin or something like that. Uh, It looks like something like that, but you know. Okay.
1: They're they're probably out there. Check it on eBay. Yes. Our next story comes from Indonesia again. (laughs) The Indonesian part of the island of Borneo. In Southeast Asia. We learn about a skull a skeleton there also was recently found of a in Borneo of a, a male looks probably someone in the, um, like a, maybe a young teen or an old child mm-hmm. and they had their left leg surgically amputated very well with with a clearly a sharp instrument. This is in kind of a remote part of even Borneo, which is pretty damn remote anyway. And the lower left leg was amputated in a way that would have, you know, despite blood loss, despite infection, it, the child, the, the boy, lived because there was clear signs of healing and kind of that knobby bone growth at the end that is common to amputees all the time right. today including yeah. modern times so this boy would have had to have extensive care in a hunter gatherer remote rugged mountainous kind of you know rainforest environment for sure mm-hmm. very no, very mobile peoples and they would have requir- required uh, years of mm-hmm. convalescence because again they they know that this boy at death was probably something like 18 or 19 uh-huh. And it looked at, so they think he was alive for several years, at least with this amputated leg surviving with these kind of nomadic, you know, you know, mobile people who were living as hunters and gatherers. And the reason we know that is because this skeleton is 31,000 years old.
0: Wow.
1: That massively sets back a medical procedures really of any sort whatsoever. It was previously, it was thought that it was only until the Neolithic Revolution, about twelve thousand years ago, that some you know more relatively advanced medical procedures started. Things like trepanation, where they drill a hole right. to cure brain swelling, things like that, are several thousand years old. This is thirty-one thousand years. You almost yeah. think of this as—I mean, it is human; it is Homo sapiens. Yeah. But not by a lot. But
0: I mean, how do they think they would have been able to cleanly amputate the leg
1: and not get infected? And I mean, no. a very sharp. What they found was that it looked like they think they used a stone tool, much of a, a rock called chert, which is a little bit flint-like and yeah. can actually be sharpened intentionally to very sharp, almost razor-sharp edges. Really? Yeah. It's certain kinds of rocks, yeah, like obsidian and flint and chert, can be become very, very, very sharp, knife like sharp, as sharp as knives. I mean, probably sharper than any kitchen knife we have, because our kitchen knives suck. And so, I mean, I kind of want to go get a big chunk of chert and make better knives, is what I feel like I'm saying to you. So, the uh, it was found in a cave in Borneo, and uh, it's accessible super inaccessible so only accessible by boat and they again the limb was not smashed it wasn't broken it was very clean and they would have somehow they would have they they knew enough to keep it clean and keep it from being infected and then they would have had yeah. to oh and also the rest of the leg showed atrophy meaning he wasn't using it so he was hopping around or being carried or something like that because yeah. he wasn't they didn't fit a prosthetic it was around no. the uh, Around the knee, I think it said, and um, they didn't fit any kind of a prosthetic to it, and he was walking on it because the the thigh part was very atrophied. Yeah, the, I guess the femur, I guess. Huh,
0: so both. this Atrophy? A,
1: a non yeah yeah the bone would a little bit because you're just not using it at all. Yeah, so
0: yeah, I would imagine he probably learned how to hop on one leg. I'm guessing hopping, yeah, pretty well. Yeah. I know yeah. it
1: could have been crutches though. Yeah. I mean, primitive, I don't know, but he's walking through mountainous places. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, they would have, he would have slowed them down. He yeah. would have made their life a little more precarious and yet they still took care yeah. of him. And they, they would have sliced through, think about bone, muscle, veins, nerves. Yeah. And the, I mean, can you imagine the pain? I guess they did that in support. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they did it very much, but still it would have been very no, painful. We with, can't imagine the pain. Yeah, you're but, right. You're right. You know. And you know, they he didn't go into shock. He didn't die that way, which is very common. So, they must have they they figured they must have used a tourniquet or they cauterized the end of it to stop bleeding. Yeah. One anthropologist said it is, it is highly unlikely this individual could have survived the procedure without intensive nursing care including blood loss and shock management and regular wound cleaning. So, they had some, they'd surmise they had some yeah. kind of sense of antibacterials or antiseptics. The thing is, in, in remote rainforests like this, there's a much, much greater wealth of effectively natural medicines. Sure. Because there's so much more diversity of species. All so, they the medicine probably. we
0: need is in the rainforest. It
1: is. They probably had something that they knew. Again, you don't know anything about germ theory, but you don't need to. You right. just know that if you have an open wound, this works. Yeah. Do this, it helps you live. So, it's probably lucky. That he, was, yeah. that he was in the rainforest, that he survived. A little uplifting tale from Indonesia, from Borneo again. They did find, by the way, and there's some other similar, kind of similar examples, but nothing as impressive as 31,000 years ago. For instance, there were some earlier, you know, serious medical procedures from the olden days. Like I said, trepanation goes back as at least 9,000 years. Yeah, They found a 3,000-year-old Egyptian mummy that had a prosthetic toe. So he got his toe (laughs) cut off, and they made him a new one.
0: Why would you need a prosthetic toe? (sighs) It's
1: vanity, I suppose. (laughs) So 5,300 years ago, in Spain, human beings, in northern Spain, human beings were conducting ear surgery, cutting into the patient's skull to relieve pain. And and the the previous oldest successful amputation was from France from about 7,000 years ago. So Hmm. this is... 24,000 years older. It's pretty amazing. It's very, it's, you know, in, in a case, that these s- societies were a little more sophisticated than we thought they were. Mm-hmm. So that's my story. My second story from Indonesia. I promise you, none more of my stories are from Indonesia.
0: And my story is not going to be about tiny aliens. I mean, tiny humans.
1: <laughs> no more t- I have no more tiny human stories either. Or
0: tiny aliens. In fact, this one isn't human related at all. It's also on an island. Oh. But, like, you know, how often do you do you lose stuff, misplace things all the time? Daily. Sometimes important things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you find them in a drawer or a cupboard, maybe the refrigerator.
1: What? Are you <laughs> implying something?
0: <laughs> like that time Erin couldn't find her AirPods and finally found them she in put her them underwear in the f- drawer.
1: <laughs> in her underwear drawer? Yes. That's weird.
0: Well... Um, researchers at the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery in Hobart, Tasmania, finally found some, a long lost item. Thyrosine,
1: They couldn't please, find Please, please, please be thylacine.
0: It was indeed the remains <gasps> of the last known Tasmanian tiger, A.K.A. Thylacine. What
1: I was just throwing that out there. I. Hadn't, yeah. They really, really that had
0: been missing for more than eighty-five oh. years.
1: Oh, the, the um the Hobart Zoo Thylacine from the nineteen thirties. Did they have film of that one? Okay, no, they, they, they gave her a name even. No, no.
0: In fact, you're right. That was really the last one. Okay. This one was the second to the last. Ah. One. This okay. is not the one not from the quite zoo. White
1: is awesome, but pretty close.
0: Yes. Well, and it was not like cataloged or um, documented that the museum even had this thylacine, Mm -hmm. and that's probably because the way they got it was a little bit shady. It was back in the 1930s, and the skeleton and skin had been given to the museum, and so they kind of just stashed it somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And then, obviously, the people who were there lost track of it, and
1: that's I, pretty embarrassing, since they already knew this creature was imminently going to be extinct. There was literally just a couple right. left at that point. That's, um, that should have been taken care of a little better. Australia, Tasmania, well, the reason
0: is because she was an old female, and she had been captured by an Australian trapper and sold to a zoo. Ugh. But the sale wasn't recorded, because at the time, it was illegal. Mm. The yeah, way.
1: L- lot too little, lot too late yes. for that. So
0: they were basically protecting the trapper because he could have been fined. Oh, yeah. Well, so th- it died a few months later, and then that's when the museum was given the body. Mm. But so m- museum curators and researchers knew that it was somewhere at the museum, mm. and I guess they had been searching for it and mm. searching for it and couldn't find it. And so c- that's since, when they
1: found it. When they stopped looking.
0: Yep. So they found an unpublished museum taxidermist report dated 1936 to 1937. And in, you know, reviewing this unpublished report, they see a mention of a thylacine among the list of specimens that the taxidermist had worked on during the year. So I guess that gave them an idea where to look. And sure enough, they found the... Specimen, and it's like a, it looks like a like a, t- a tiger rug, uh-huh. you know. It's the it's the head and then yeah. the and then the body, but it's flat, yeah, kind of thing. Sure. So I guess that's what the museum taxidermist did <laughs> <Yeah. He didn't laughs> to get all the stuff. No, he did
1: not. But he kept the skeleton as well as the hide, the pelt. He got the skeleton too, right? Yeah,
0: I don't know if they kept the skeleton. Oh wow, all, why all did you that, not keep the skeleton? Yeah, all that it looks like is that they have that. That thing that looks like the pelt. Wow. That's
1: wow, you kind of really blew it there at the end, Australia in the nineteen thirties with the last Sathis scenes that you were pretty sure were the last side of the scenes. They well, kind of knew see. at the time that they hadn't been they were, if not extinct, very, very, very nearly extinct. Yeah,
0: this says what happened to the skin and skeleton afterwards had been a mystery. So they he, lost track of the mar- the remains and they just assumed that they had been thrown out.
1: Does that mean they still haven't found the skeleton? Yeah, Maybe it see. is still
0: around there somewhere.
1: Potentially, that'd be mm-hmm. exciting news.
0: Let me see. Well, it says that they they found the specimen in a cupboard.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I think like they're reading this fresh off the. Are you, are you familiar with this story? <laughs> I, uh, well, this part. I <laughs> You're just, discovering new things. I, Wait uh, a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and yeah, I think they must have lost the skeleton. No, they do have the skeleton. <laughs>
1: okay, this is, is been whipsawed.
0: They were taking the um the the specimen as it, it was like a traveling exhibit, and w- the cupboard that where they did find it was the education department or whatever. Right. So they had been taking it around Australia because uh, cut that around. They were okay, taking no. it around Australia. Be, oh, it, because it was the best skin in the collection. Oh, yeah. And at that time when they were doing this, they thought there were still thylacines out in the bush.
1: Yeah, they did. But again, they knew. I mean, they knew the numbers were low. Very, but, very low. Because yeah. they were not being seen anymore. They are not being trapped. They are not being
0: mm-hmm. killed. Well, it says that the skin and skeleton are now on display in the museum in Hobart. So okay. if you want to go see right. it, get on an airplane. I do want to go
1: see it, but I don't know if I can handle a, I don't know, 14-hour plane ride. I think I'd go crazy.
0: We're not going to go to Tasmania.
1: I want to go to Tasmania. <laughs> I'm very much that's for sure on my bucket list. Really? I just might have to have general anesthetic to do it. Hmm. So I'm saying.
0: Well, then you can't go to Europe either.
1: Michael Jackson, me. So I'm saying.
0: You can't go anywhere.
1: I'm. I'm just saying it's going to be a problem. You have to manage. <laughs> you have to manage me the entire time. Um, well, thank you for that very well researched <laughs> and well prepared story. Kay. Hey, that was I you know, wasn't you were,
0: given a whole lot of time. You were ready, as you recall. It was
1: impressive. So my next story is obviously we're using anthropology a little bit loose here. This continues yes. that with a, since that wasn't about humans at all, <laughs> but this, is a, this is more or less about humans here. Recently in Poland, researchers came across a burial of a woman in a grave site in a coffin in Poland from I think the 17th century, so the 1600s, and she was buried with a sickle laid right across her neck, and a triangle-shaped padlock on her feet, in the village of Pien.
0: Now this sounds like a crime.
1: This is not a crime. Oh. What this was, was a preventative. That was actually not uncommon, because mm-hmm. in the 17th century Poland, folks still very much believe in the reality of vampires. vampires. This woman was, or at least thought to have been, by the locals at the time, a vampire, because the idea was that you can prevent her from returning from the dead. Because she, when she got up out of her coffin to go rise to go suck some blood, she cut her head she, off.
0: Oh, I thought why they didn't simply she had-
1: the padlocks too <laughs> would make it hard. why you didn't just cut the head, head off, off? Not clear. In fact, if you stop and think about, you know, the whole thing, they'd have these would have buried them at the crossroads and shit like that. Yeah. No, just cut off all their limbs. Yeah, if they a a, a Vampire that could maybe pull itself. If you just cut off the legs, that's good enough because a vampire that's pulling itself, you can probably get away from that vampire. Yeah, that's although true. I guess if we turn into a bat, just be about that legs. So cut off the arms and legs, and there's a bat without wings. Our legs, cut off the head
0: because they would definitely are, need their cut head cut the for head. anything. Need
1: to head, yeah, and, and a head trying to I don't know, hop around. That's not easy. But the the vampire the woman had a silk headdress and was was had gold and silver thread woven through it. Which indicates to them that she was of some pretty high social status. She had some moolah, but whatever the reason, they thought this this rich woman was a vampire in the in their midst. So they used the sickle and the padlock to protect themselves from her waking up.
0: What was the Mercy Brown disease?
1: Tuberculosis.
0: So maybe she had tuberculosis.
1: Maybe, or just maybe they some rumors about her. Yeah. Or Carrie, you leaving out the obvious. Maybe she was a vampire. Absolutely. I don't I don't know that she wasn't. Uh, this is actually not super uncommon in 17th century Poland and I guess in that time there was what has been called a vampire epidemic. Oh. Now that does make you wonder if there wasn't a tuberculosis epidemic as uh, led to this rumors of, of a vampire epidemic but apparently it was yeah. this is not the I don't know if it's the first one I don't think it's the first one they've they found in this kind of situation but it's the most recent one sometimes they would also burn or just smash the body to pulp with rocks or, again, cut off the heads and legs. It's possible, my, my guess is that they treated her body a little, little bit with more respect because right. she's a wealthy, yes. high-status person.
0: Maybe that's why they didn't want to actually cut off her head.
1: Maybe so. So that's my quickie, my vampire story.
0: Wait, when was this?
1: This was um, uncovered? When it uncovered late last year, late 2022. Oh, wow. Or I, I was uncovered, but it was reported a little bit later. It was uncovered a little bit before that, sure. I think, but it was reported a little bit later than that. As they, they had to wait for a slow news day. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Do you have another one? or No. Okay. It. Now, next one is we're going back to something purely anthropological. We are going now back to the United States, to Hutchinson Island, Florida, off of the coast of South east florida so that's the atlantic side of florida which Mm -hmm. as america's penis has both gulf coast and atlantic ocean coastlines on his to his left and right a guy named dakota brady 30 year old said he was hanging out with some friends at a place called Chastain beach nearby and hurricane nicole had just occurred this was um i can't remember i think this was also in Last year, so Hurricane Nicole was you know hit that local area. It wasn't a devastating one. I would it's not. I'm not, a...
0: not familiar with Hurricane Nicole.
1: But these hurricanes tear up the coast of Florida all the time, and they do kind of rattle and they they shift and change shorelines and things like that. And they kind of they uncover some things. And so they're hanging out this beach, and he's and he says, "quote It was just surreal just to think that this is something that we walk on on a daily basis, and nobody knows. Everybody's everybody's oblivious to it. What's he talking about?" This part of the island is a a well-known Native American burial ground. He and his friends found skulls washed up onto the beach of the ocean there, and and multiple skulls in Hutchison Island, Florida. And this is not the first time that has happened.
0: Isn't the entire United States an ancient... Native American burial ground. No,
1: then if that's true, the entire United States is also a European American burial ground because we have cemeteries. So I'm gonna go ahead and quash that little woke nonsense, (laughs) Carrie. No, that's not true. There are actual burial grounds.
0: Okay. I mean everywhere we're walking there could be is what (laughs) I'm saying.
1: But it's not true. So you could say that. Doesn't make it true.
0: That they could be buried all over the place?
1: Carrie, just where they film poltergeists, just uh-huh. where the Warrens go and hang out, that's yeah. where the Native American burial grounds are. So they think these are the remains of the AIS tribe, A-I-S, absolutely no idea A-I-S. how that's pronounced. I'm guessing. They lived on the Hutchinson Island. It's a a barrier island. It's like one of those long, thin, sandy islands along the Atlantic. It's about 50 miles north of the West Palm Beach area, for those of you in Florida know where the hell that is. It's north of Miami. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) It's good enough. (laughs) They found six human skulls there and some bones and fragments of bones jumbled and mixed around. And so that's why they're pretty sure Hurricane Nicole, you know, dredged them up and spit them out along the coastline there. Here's a quote. We know that this is a burial ground. This is an anthropologist who looked into it named Brady. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We know that this is a burial ground. We know that we're on, but we never seen them, oh my God, <laughs> come out like that.
0: Okay, where did, where did this Brady Carrie, go to school? It's
1: Florida. Their anthropologists <laughs> have poor grammar in Florida. Yes, it's a public beach, but there's history to it, and now you see it. I okay. think
0: <laughs> he went to mail order anthropology
1: <laughs> Hold school. On. Hold on, let me go. I'm sorry. That's Dakota Brady. He's the guy who's hanging out with his frenzy. Okay. He's not an anthropologist. He's okay. a normal Floridian Phew. with a normal Floridian's vocabulary and educational level. Okay, okay. I'm just making fun of Florida.
0: There's a few smart people in Florida. Yeah, there
1: are. There were. <laughs> <laughs> They're leaving in droves, I'm sure. So just, we're just kidding, Florida. <laughs> you know, we know that this is a burial ground. We know that we're on, but we never seen them come out like that. Um <laughs> oh, big fan of it. She was nervous. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. So the actual, um, there was a person who, I think his name was John Budensiek. He was a deputy, so a cop, law enforcement in the area. And he said, th- this quote, this is actually a site we've seen, we've been to before. So it's not the first time that happened. Back in 2004, tw- I'm sorry, 2012, Hurricane Sandy caused a lot of erosion and things like that. Yeah. And it also under of some native bones.
0: I, I remember that one. That was a big one.
1: Do you? Hurricane oh, the, the hurricane. Sandy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's most famous, though, for hitting New Jersey and that area, yeah. isn't it? But it did land in Florida first. Yeah, and they then always
0: it, land in Florida first.
1: They tend to. Hurricane <laughs> Francis and Hurricane Jean in 2004 likewise caused some Native American bones to be uncovered. Oh, so, did you hear the puppy? Yeah, I did. She's cute. <laughs> the burial ground, by the way, it's federally protected. Passersby by are prohibited. You can't dig any kind of remains. You can't yeah. take pottery or jewelry or anything like that. So mm-hmm. don't, don't go there. And do that. Yeah, I didn't have. You'll be haunted. Yes, I did have one more, but that of a a story, but it's (laughs) non-anthropological completely because it does involve not even a living thing.
0: Wait, I have to say something. Yes, regarding you know, similar to the whole burial ground Uh thing. When I was just like searching for something to talk about today, so many I like just like googled weird things dug up or something like that so many stories about so and so wanted to dig a pool in their backyard yeah. and they find they found uh remains really yeah they found graves they found so I'm gonna take know, that back what I headstones. W- w- said
1: earlier <laughs> <laughs> we are walking on a massive yes.
0: One person in their backyard, 36. What? 36. Okay. Slaves. This was a
1: mass murder site. This person needs to tell the police.
0: No, with like headstones and stuff. They Oh, a, a whole full on real, headstones. legit yes. cemetery.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, at least it's not Native American burial ground.
0: No, because they weren't all in the United States. Some of them were oh, okay. there all over the world. But
1: I thought they might have lived. They, uh, you know, lived on Forest Lawn and old uh, no. cemetery from, from the '60s. No, like, well, hmm.
0: uh, one where it said this happens quite a bit is New Orleans, oh, which yeah. you, you know, for obvious reasons, I think they have a lot of a shifting. Lot of oh, okay. <laughs> no, a lot, a lot of shifting um, graves and stuff like that.
1: Because in Northern California, that would be happen quite frequently as well, because we are the serial That's killer true. capital of the world.
0: Yes. That's, but those would all be brother. shallow graves with no headstones, probably. True,
1: true. That's true. Okay. So this is not a last story. It's a last story, but that is not really a story because it turns out to have a very mundane ending. But it was a metal ball was recently washed up on the shore of Japan. So another washed up on the shore story. Uh-huh. It was about five feet wide, so it's pretty big. Wow, And it's, it's huge. Kind of a, yeah, it's huge. And it's, but it was it was hollow, but it's still metal oh. and still fairly heavy. It was found on a beach in... Hamamatsu in Japan, and the first thing they thought was, "Oh crap! That could be some kind of bomb or some kind of a mine or something like that." But it didn't have any spikes on it like the old classic, you know, sea mine had. And so the initial stories were saying, "We don't know what it is. The origin is is unknown. It's hollow. It's kind of sandy colored." Locals didn't have any explanation. The government was not saying anything. Government, the local government, saying. D- we didn't know. offer any yeah. kind of a, of a view on it. Law enforcement closed off the beach, they x-rayed it, they finally figured out, okay, doesn't look like it's a bomb. One local man who saw it on TV said, "Oh yeah, no, I've um, I saw that like a month ago. It's been out there for about a month. I jog right by that part of the <laughs> beach all the time. So I guess he hadn't bothered to tell anyone. Didn't
0: feel the need to report it to him No,
1: he said, "quote I tried to push it, but it wouldn't budge. So good <laughs> thing it wasn't a bomb, dum dum." So then, though, a, a few days later, he started getting stories of what that thing was, and the, and the stories really came out uh, when the the government sort of picked it up. They sent a crane out there and they picked it up and they took it away. And they said they're going to keep it for a little while, but then dispose of it. And it again, by the, in the meantime, though, it had become kind of a big story. It was called a Godzilla egg. Yeah. Or, or people were speculating it was from outer space or something like that. And then all of a sudden people started going, hey, stupid, that's a mooring buoy. I've seen those all the time. They're very – con. They're very, Metal? A metal mooring buoy. There's, so it's hollow. So it yeah. floats. Yeah. Huh. What so he started getting on like social media? One person tweeted, "quote I can't believe officials from a country surrounded by ocean don't (laughs) recognize a ball buoy." Another one said, "OMG, it's a steel mooring buoy, people! I'm embarrassed to be Japanese." (laughs) 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 And even the the, the, final local civil engineer said, "Yeah, we think it's probably a foreign-made buoy. It's not one of ours, but it's a buoy." A professor in Scotland, where they're used as well, these things in that area said, I recognized it, quote, instantly. It says, very recognizable. We use them to keep instruments floating in the ocean. So they often wash up on the coast of Scotland. And now they want to wash up on the coast of Japan as well here. So they're just, they're used to, yeah, to keep in place something that's there below. And and, and I guess they're being metal. So they do tend to rust like that. Right. So they they dislodge and they rust and they then they either sink or wash up in somewhere where no one lives, or they wash up where someone lives, and people say, oh, yeah, look, that's a mooring buoy. Or people say, oh, my God, is a Godzilla egg, <laughs> or it's an alien, or it's a bomb, because they don't recognize something that apparently is somewhat yeah. commonplace.
0: Well, I wouldn't have known it was a mooring buoy. Would you? I have no idea. No. I would think it's a Godzilla egg. Well, I probably wouldn't think it was a Godzilla egg.
1: No, but, you know, you would think, um, I don't know. You would think that someone would have told someone. Yeah, oh, you're, you're like the city, you know, or the law enforcement, yeah. or whatever. You just you kind of ask around, and someone's going to know what the hell that yeah. is. So it's a good thing they didn't come out and say, "Yeah, we think this might be alien yeah. craft or something like that." So, and it might be people think that, oh, maybe they're just being a little bit paranoid because of all the Chinese spy balloons that have been going on recently. And so this is another, is this some kind of a, something nefarious or something? Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. But I've seen the picture and it does look kind of rusty and old. Yeah. So you would think, that looks like it's been out in the ocean for quite a long time. So no, it's probably not a spy. And it doesn't have, again, there's no, the classic spike. So you don't think mine, it's good that they checked it just to see. And it's, it's probably, and a good thing it wasn't for the guy who kicked it, but it still, it didn't look like it was something new, shiny technology or alien right, technology yeah. unless it's been, you know, unless they haven't conquered rust. I don't know. Yeah. But it was, turns out to be that's a little funny. bit of an anticlimactic <laughs> thing. So I was not <laughs> going to include it. It looks like I
0: did anyway. That's hilarious.
1: So that's it. That's our uh, latest edition of Weird News here at the Weird World Podcast. We hope you enjoyed those tidbits. We'll do another one in a while. We don't want to do them too often, but... Every couple of months, maybe. Sure. Okay. Okay. Until then.
0: Thanks for listening. See ya.